Good morning all. It's a bright and breezy morning here in Gdynia as we start early to actually set off. Today is quite uh, a long journey. We've got uh, in a region of 850 kilometres to travel and as I've come down this morning it's a beautiful morning with the sun just rising over the sea here at the Baltic and it's really it's quite chill. there's not a cloud in the sky. Uh, it's quite, quite uh, uh, the winter scene with the trees bare. Just the remnants of some birds' nests in there, along with the branches. But that aside, it's a beautiful morning. This episode of uh, Otto's Outlook basically we'll go through the course of the day and I'll let you know what's going on as we do this journey because we're expecting it to take between 12 and 14 hours and it's one of those things that uh, when you're on the road you can never gauge first of all how long the uh, the actual trip journey is going to take especially when you're in a in a different land um, Today we will be going uh, from one country to another as we leave what's been a fantastic few days in Poland to go to, um, I believe, Slovakia. I'll check that later. (laughs) That's something else that's worth mentioning. (laughs) That uh, as soon as somebody gives you an itinerary, you know that you're going to be picked up from reception. And I stopped paying attention, I must confess, until we get to the next gig, then I, I understand exactly where we are. But today's episode should take us through 14 delightful hours of being on the bus and stopping, and uh, I'll give you news as we go. So, speak to you in a bit. So having left Gdynia this morning, we're now two hours down the motorway. It's still really rather bright and uh, pleasant outside, but as we've uh, travelled, it's got a lot, gotten a lot colder, and uh, we've just stopped to enable some of the boys to get a cup of coffee. So we're two hours in. I think one of the chaps has been watching American Dad because with headphones on, every five minutes, you hear somebody scream with laughter. (laughs) So that keeps you awake. (laughs) But uh, we're currently sitting outside of McDonald's, just waiting to um, take off for the next leg, which could be anywhere from seven to another 11 hours. but we're all in good humour. <laughs> That's it for now. So, Otto back again, and uh, this time we're in Slovenia. We've just driven through uh, mountain 
Uh, well, I, I was going to say mountain ranges, but it was very hard to tell if it was. What I do know is a, a lot of ski resorts. Um, it is uh, currently coming up to uh, 8 o'clock locally, 8 p.m., and we actually got in the van at 7.30 this morning. Uh, we've had two other stops, uh, both of them at truck stops, um, and the only food we could really find to eat was Kentucky Fried Chicken, which was very nice, but still not what I would normally eat. Um, so now we're heading off to the hotel. We're still about an hour and a half out, apparently. And uh, it's astonishing the amount of time that it actually takes to get from one place to another. But this is a little bit above and beyond. Um, it's not always like this. It's funny when you get out on the road and you have such uh, high expectations, but it was Charlie Watts from the Rolling Stones that said, um, when asked what it was like being in the Rolling Stones, and he said 25 years, uh, it was five years playing music and 25 years waiting around. <laughs> and you can kind of understand that when you're actually on the road driving from A to B. Um, in those days, there wouldn't have been the uh, pastimes that you can have today, like being on the internet. Um, but as soon as we came up into the mountains, we lost all connection with any of that. So uh, the day goes on. Uh, we're not there yet, but um, as soon as we get there, I'll uh, fill you in on exactly where we are. Where we are right now is yet another truck stop um, where everybody's... Uh, gone to use the facilities and uh, hopefully within an hour and a half we'll be walking into a hotel with our bags uh, with a meal ready for us so here's hoping speak again very soon so this will be episode four of the Gdynia saga to uh, Cavici, I think this place is called, in, which has been amazing. It really has been. It was quite a trek. Um, Slovenia, lovely. What a lovely place. Um, we're having immense fun. Um, now we're here, it's a relief. We actually took time um, once we actually got back to the hotel, um, we'd, we'd been riding for over 14 hours. This is kind of unusual, but uh, it's one of the things that you have to face as a working professional musician, especially if you're going to reach any kind of height. Um, and the heights we've reached have been fantastic. They really have been great. Had a great time uh, on each one of the trips so far. And it's wonderful when you get a chance to actually play the sort of arenas that we've been playing, small stadiums. They house usually about, I'd say, between 10 and 20,000 people. And on average, I'd say we probably would play into around 6,000 each night, which was really nice. Um, strange when you actually go traveling from one place to another and take so much time on the road that it should be quite so far uh, by road because normally we'd fly but uh, 
it just wasn't an option. The thing about it is that's the kind of time that everybody starts to realise whether or not you get on with people and whether people are actually going to be willing to just get on with life and get on with what needs to be done, i.e. getting from A to B. And that's precisely what we did. We had a bit of a laugh and towards the end, uh, the guys uh, that run the band, uh, Terence and uh, Chris, dropped off at a service station and uh, bought a couple of bottles of wine to keep everybody's um, chin up on the last bit and it, it was it was absolutely wonderful this isn't something that, that happens all the time some people don't do that some people do but whether you get that sort of treatment or not you still really expect to be um, to not be a thorn in somebody's side as you're actually traveling from a to b so it was great we had a great time um, in the finish, we got back to the hotel. Uh, yeah, here in Slovakia, I should say, not Slovenia. Sorry, I'm forgetting myself. Um, it's been a, a hell of a journey, but tonight we're in a, another big arena. And uh, as you can hear behind me, there's uh, the, the regular house music is actually being uh, piped through. And people are being... Uh, ushered to their seats as lights go out around me so the the evening's about to begin we are probably an hour and a half away from being on stage and uh, it's a nice time to be able to to view the arena and see exactly how the whole setup works being on the road it does mean that you're away from home and it does mean you miss the people that you love but that's kind of uh, one of the choices that we make when we decide to become a musician. The only thing is that most of the time we don't realise that that is what we've chosen because very often it's before we realise quite how much is involved. Now I've been on the road for the best part of 40 years one way or another so I've got quite a lot of experience with it and my job in Otto's outlook is just to share with you exactly how I feel about well give you the advice that you would probably need just to be able to go from A to B with a band um, it's not all train journeys and uh, simple flights sometimes you're rushing around like crazy other times you're on the road and as you can tell from the um the fact that this was in four very brief episodes, um, you can also understand that the reality of the situation is that it's not over very fast. <laughs> and then once it is, then you can look back on it as an experience, and we do. So that's it for now, but um, hopefully you get something from the um, words that I expressed right from the beginning where we set out at 7.30 in the morning to the breaks, those that I mentioned and those that I didn't as we were on the road and uh, filling up with petrol or letting the, bri- uh, the drivers have a break, a 15-minute break where they turned around so one driver took over from the other. Yes, there were two of them with us. Uh, and then they had to have a, a break for an hour. And it, uh, so the day went. It was, uh, it was quite quite long quite an endurance test for all of us uh, 
but we made it through. <laughs> I hope you do too. Anyway, enough from me, and uh, I'll speak you speak to you next time on Otto's Outlook. Good evening, one and all. Welcome to Otto's Outlook once again. It's been a little while since uh, I actually spoke to any of you good people out there in uh, podcast land uh, as you find me just finishing off uh, having run through a bunch of things here at my uh, practice room at home, uh, which has been great. It's funny, when you get out on the road, and that was the last time I think I spoke to any of you um, to let you know what I was doing and my perspective on certain things, it was at that point that I started to think much more about how exactly am I going to develop as a player? What is it that I am going to do? What's special about me? How am I going to actually develop into a player beyond where I am right now? Now, please don't get me wrong. I'm not asking for compliments. They're always nice. But it was one of those things that my wife told me I didn't take terribly well because I'm just not used to them. It's very uh, nice to have actually been on the road with Steve Hackett for quite so long. But... It was always a feeling, a slight feeling of being a fraud because I didn't really think that I'd actually deserved the gig in the first place. And I think we all go through this. Um, But what did happen, because I was afforded the luxury of being kept in there for quite so long, 19 years, <laughs> I got out with good behaviour. Um, it was one of those things that I grew into the gig and so I started to become a better player and that really made, meant the world to me and it meant that I've, I stayed there for quite so long. I couldn't believe I was actually playing those big gigs. However, as things moved on, I realised that I needed to to develop. And one of the things that you miss whilst you're out on the road is having the opportunity to actually practice and do what you need to do. And coming off the road, um, okay, albeit briefly, um, because I wanted to, uh, I wanted to be at home. I started to reassess exactly what was going on at home, what I was doing to to practice. Well, my practice time started to become, how can I say, it was quite fraught because all of a sudden I didn't have a specific series of questions to answer directly for a gig. So once I'd actually finished with Hackett, once I'd finished doing the Dire Straits Um, experience gig I then sat down and started to look at where my options were what did I want to do and I think we all kind of get overrun with ideas when we start to think about what it is we want to do and we can write out lists and they will go on forever 
It could be, for me, it was things like learning how to, um, relearning how to play brushes. And to be honest, I haven't gotten around to it just yet because there's been too many other things going on. It's the uh, advantage of having been there once and people knowing that I can play, which is very, very good. But no product sells itself. And this I know from my years as a tea boy at Rose Morris selling drum kits. I was certainly uh, privy to a few conversations with some of the directors and uh, the marketing boys and girls who really helped me. Um, they really helped me to understand that if I was going to be a drummer, I'd have to get out there and, and hustle and actually find out who needed a drummer and, and see if I could get work from them. These days, w- what I tend to do is focus much more on my development as a player and also as a teacher and finally as uh, a writer. I've been desperate to try and find some time to start writing things and so these are straight away put down as goals. Now, I can't achieve all of them straight off the bat. And one of the things that's been niggling at me for the longest time is the fact that I've been trying to put Gary's Online Drum School together and it hasn't quite come about just yet. It's been close a couple of times, but it's not quite come to fruition. So what I'm doing now is actually looking at uh, what students actually learn to make sure that whatever product I put out there, they actually want. And it's funny how many times we actually presume we know. What's been fantastic has been the discovery of certain, like the Trinity rock and pop exams. And the thing about that is, as they are all graded, And it had been something that uh, over the years I'd actually been through with a number of different boards of education. Um, I remember when uh, the rock school stuff was being written many moons ago whilst I was teaching at a college in London, um, Drum Tech, which was over in Acton, and we were also part of Thames Valley University and the things that we were actually going through with them. And it was really interesting, but now we're actually getting people who are performing really, really very, very well um, tracks that I haven't heard before. And uh, some of them are just astonishing, especially when you get the opportunity to actually sit down with the music so whoever has actually like for instance in grade eight of the rock and pop uh, trinity exam pieces there's a transcription of schism by tool and it's just fantastic somebody's gone to an awful lot of trouble to actually write that out and seriously it's worth having a look at if you're a player and you want to actually develop That's at grade eight, and it's really, really very, very tricky. And if you go back and you look at everything from grade one, you start to see how it actually steps up a gear each time. 
And that really started to make me think about how I developed and why I actually teach and what this is all about for me. And what it's all about for me is the fact that I've taken this long to learn this amount. And I want to take 20 years off of what was my learning curve to give it to other people. And that really is the secret to my practice. Find out what it is I don't know. And particularly if it appeals to me rhythmically, then I'm going to be much more interested in doing it and working it out. And then being able to actually show it to other people. And it's at that point that I feel that I'm actually giving back. And so my understanding that's actually been developing through all the time that I was with Hackett and all the times that I did all the other gigs and taught in all the other places, all of a sudden it becomes worthwhile because I do have a lot of knowledge. I know that now and I do respect my own ability and I think it takes us all a fair amount of time to get to that place and so today as I'm just getting back into doing these podcasts I wanted to share that so thanks very much for listening and um, I will be back with another Otto's Outlook later in the week cheers